Oh, I mean, it's it's only until I bring back the food truck because uh, Lawrence well, here, told, Claire's here. They heard <laughs> you say it. New again. Hey, man, South by Southwest 2024 is coming up. We need to talk about it soon. Welcome, everyone, to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech, along with Alex Atanias, CEO of Shaco. Come join us. Well, should we get going? Uh, yes, let's go. There's a big week ahead, Alex. Very big week. It's demo day today at uh, what yes, is it? Sir. White House Labs. We got then, Product uh, Fest coming tomorrow. What's Product Fest? Product Fest is RVA Tech's premier product conference slash street festival. The only one of its kind on the East Coast happening in Richmond all day tomorrow, May 24th. Second year happening. Big star-studded lineup. So we're excited to kick that thing off uh, early tomorrow morning. So so when you say street fest, what do you mean yeah, by so, street Yeah, uh, so we actually shut down a street in Richmond as part of the event. Uh, we've got food trucks. Uh, we've got decor and entertainment. And we um, are extending most of the networking and uh, socializing aspects of the event out of the facility and into the street. Hence, street festival. Why didn't you let us do that for Edge? Uh, it was January, Alex. It was cold. And we that was not part of the uh, the decor and experience discussions. But hey, next year is a new opportunity for the committee to really extend its creativity and come up with some new experiences. I I, I believe so. I'm going to talk to Mary and I'm going to steal some of her ideas. I mean, borrow definitely some definitely of her borrow ideas. some ideas. So where should we start, Alex? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk accelerators today? Maybe do you want to talk Product Fest? Where yeah, where let's, we start? let's 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 start with right. Product Fest. What are you most excited about it? I mean, the closing keynote is hands down the highlight of the event. We've got Marty Kagan, founder and partner at Silicon Valley Product Group, also author, just really high profile and well known in the uh, the product space. Uh, he's going to be doing a virtual fireside chat with Ann Yager uh, here at CarMax. So he's going to beam in and Ann's going to kind of have a chat with him and we'll do some live Q&A and hopefully give our audience and the, the folks here in Richmond a chance to uh, engage with Marty Kagan in a way that, uh, you know, usually wouldn't be uh, available. So so that that's the highlight. Um, after that, we've got lots of other good stuff. We kick it off in the morning uh, with a startup founders panel. We have Nestle, we have NeighborForce, we have Jacked, and we have Major Clarity. The founders and CEOs of all those companies are coming by. That should start us off or launch us into the day with some energy. We have breakouts after that, things like using trees, product ski slopes, building a fan base, power of design, all kinds of good stuff. We even get into AI in the afternoon, which I believe it goes without saying that Alex Atanias is on the stage for that one, artificial intelligence product management. Alex, are you preparing for that? Are you gearing up for it? Are you excited about it? How's What's your mindset going into uh, Product Fest? I think it's one of the coolest conferences. I asked you this last year, but I think this is the, only the second yep. year, but it feels like it's been running yep. for, for 10. But it's it's really cool. Um, I, I'm already bringing some people in there. I think it's a really cool opportunity. I, I get that we have Mary Kagan and, and, and kind of like the kickoff of this basically sets the tone for the entire conference. But from my perspective, it's the conversations that we are about to have, right? So as, as a product-focused company, I speak to a lot of executives in and around Richmond about how to basically think of their mobile applications, think of their initiatives as products standalone products within their organizations rather than enterprise app solutions or whatever whatever the nomenclature 
culture is. So I think having that opportunity to really have dialogues with startups, with existing businesses, and, and with people who own products within both the startups and existing businesses is going to be awesome. Seeing you try out Brandify's products on stage is going to be fantastic. I will have a, a full slate of products in front of me in which I will test to compare them to the higher, more premium, I should say, products. And we'll see if there's a difference. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I do believe that the AI panel is going to be by far the most exciting and educational. I'm not sure who's going to be on that panel yet, but I, I do know I've heard that there's there's going to be some great talk there. I'm kidding. I'm excited uh, about the AI panel because we're going to be talking about BARD. We're going to be talking about OpenAI, some of the limitations, some of the pitfalls, um, what we believe should be happening within the industry, the innovation that's happened thus far. I, I just, I think, I don't know how much time we have. I think we have about 30 minutes maybe, but it's, it's simply not enough time to do anything else other than a, a brief introduction. Yeah, I think you've been highlighting it, Alex. This event in particular is really unique and is a differentiator among conferences. Um, one of the really unique aspects, if, if folks didn't attend last year, is we use the silent disco headphones for a lot of the breakouts. So you can actually see multiple breakouts on the stage at the same time happening concurrently, uh, but you wear your silent disco headphones and you get to choose kind of choose your own adventure, uh, which breakouts you want to listen to. So, you know, it's a, it's a good way to, to fight FOMO at the same time. So, you know, you're not really missing anything. If you, if something looks good right across the stage, you can listen to that too. Exactly. A friend of mine was giving a talk last year and speaking of FOMO, I think when you're on stage, you could see the, the lights on, on people's headsets, depending on what, what stage they're looking at. And he's like, I was talking to people and all of a sudden the color switched. And I'm like, should I be paying attention to this guy or should I not? Is he not picking up what I'm dropping down? And so, so it was just, it was funny to hear some yeah, of that Yeah, it's a unique experience for the speaker too. Um, and also it really requires the speakers to bring their A game because in the worst case scenario, you're up on stage and the people listening to you are the blue lights. And if you start seeing everyone change to green, well, that can get Oco taco pretty quick. So you need to bring your slides, bring your game, bring your jokes, whatever it is. It's got to be entertaining. It's got to have value and it's got to uh, keep our audience attentive. Nice. So coming back to uh, Brandify, you are going to be putting on the Brandify product. Somebody next to you is going to be putting on like the competitive product. And, and I want to see what, what color, what color. Yeah, headphones we're going to see the headphones are going to go tell us the answer. Red. We'll see. Um, you know, red, if, if you feel warm, you're feeling good. Cold, if you're feeling cool, you know, more serene. We'll uh, we'll see how it works. Um, you're not going to let awesome. let the Brandify thing go, man. This is uh, we're really moving it along into episode the next episode here. Oh, I mean, it's it's only until I bring back the food truck because uh, Lauren's well, here, told, Claire's here. They heard <laughs> you say it. New again. Hey, man, South by Southwest 2024 is coming up. We need to talk about it soon. But other things to talk yeah. about. Let's get into accelerators a little bit because now is a, a prime time. Obviously, you mentioned demo day at the, the top of the episode. But there's a few different things happening in the accelerator space that are kind of interesting right now. Kind of the way I want to tee this up, Alex, is that you know, we have Lighthouse Labs here in town. I think most people in our ecosystem know them or know them well. And it's a great resource for, for the Richmond startup scene. But there's some other specialized accelerators popping up around the country. And one noticeable one for us, at least, is Mach 37, a, a cybersecurity specific accelerator. Um, been around for a little bit and really starting to get some traction and see some success. Um, and it's 
it's really the first tech-specific accelerator that I've seen in our area. Um, and the fact that it's even not just tech-specific, but subspecific with cyber is even more compelling. What's your take on the accelerator space? How does that new specialty, how do you react to that? What, what, what does it make you think? Um, what's your what's your take? Yeah, so so I think we have to kind of take a take a little bit of a step back just for our audience, right? There's really three types of organizations in in this space. The first one applies to mostly enterprises, and the other two are for startups. But there's incubators, accelerators, and enterprise venture builders, right? And, and so so from an incubator perspective, longer term programs, what is it like twelve months to twenty four months, open to startups of all stages normally don't take equity, don't provide funding. It's really a space to basically have shared resources and access to mentors. That is not what Lighthouse is, right? So Lighthouse is a space where mentorship is provided, education and funding are provided. Shorter term, if if I'm not mistaken, Lighthouse Labs is three months. Mach 37 is a six-month program, but they're significantly more competitive than incubators. And they focus on early stage startups, which is what we need here in Richmond, right? We've talked about this. The third thing is is a lot of what I think Capital One actually has a program for this, but but essentially enterprise venture building, right? And and these are large enterprises that are essentially building startups from the ground up within within their ecosystem. They might or might not take a an equity play in in that in that venture, but they're very hands on and have a specific focus and drive. I, I think it's important for us to kind of define that before we go into what Lighthouse is. I have never worked with Mach 37. The cool thing about Lighthouse is it provides $20,000 for the people that get accepted into that accelerator, equity free, which is incredible, right? Access to mentors, access to 1717. I I think at this point, it's been around for about 10 years and has had at least 100 startups since since Todd's era, right? So I think that's kind of the first step of it. What What are your thoughts on that? I mean, what stands out? About Mach 37? Lighthouse or Mach? Lighthouse continues to move along. I think what stands out to me is, I think it's actually starting to accept people from outside of Richmond. I think it's a nationwide acceptance, which I think has pros and cons. You know, I mean, your gut says, hey, we want to, you know, support and build the community here in Richmond. But at the same time, there's also a little bit of economic development with it where you're bringing, potentially bringing people to Richmond. Um, if there's a chance to to get into the city, engage, come, even if it's just for you know demo day or, or some sort of residency experience, you're bringing people into the city. And hey, we're looking to do that any which way we can. Whether it's um, you know bringing companies to the city, whether it's bringing sports and entertainment, whether it's bringing just new startups, whatever it takes to get people into the city, I think helps with our overall growth and, and development. I also just think, you know, as we start to think about tech accelerators, you know, is I think there's a way to differentiate by specializing. Um, there's a ton of accelerators out there. Which one do you choose? How do you know which one is right? I assume some people are selecting by city. Some people are probably selecting by package and investment and equity. Some people are selecting by personality, meaning who the the visionary or the founder of that accelerator is. And these are all good things, but what if the accelerator had a very specific core competency as a whole that resonated or matched with your business? Well, to me, that makes it an easy sell of, hey, I want to go to that accelerator because it focuses on cyber or data science or artificial intelligence or product design, whatever it is. I think that's the the next evolution or the next step. And I I think there's an opportunity here in Richmond, given how many of our companies are tech companies, you know, regardless of what they, what product or service they actually provide, they all have a tech um, spine and structure. 
Yeah, and I think so. So, talk to me a little more about Mach thirty seven, right? So, so we've we've talked a little bit about it, but I I I, I would love to get your point on that, right? So, I know that Mach thirty seven focuses more on later stage startups. So, where where Lighthouse really focuses on early stage. What are your thoughts on, on the value or the difference between Mach thirty seven and and Lighthouse? The other thing is just looking at their website. I believe Mach thirty sevens um, accelerator program is actually six months. Versus the three yeah. that Lighthouse has. I think has. what what initially strikes me, uh, there's two things that initially strike me about the Mach 37. It's the uh, it's the group of supporters, the people that provide some of the funding and mentoring and support. You know, for the most part, they're all cyber companies. If you are a cyber company and interested in getting into this space or supporting startups, or that's an investment area that you are, you know, really interested in. You know, this is a place where you're going to everything you see is going to be relative to your business model. Um, you know, where you think about anything else, a Shark Tank or or any other accelerator that you've seen on in your you know any other pitch scenario. You know, anything could come up on stage, and it doesn't always necessarily match with your expertise. Whereas with Mach 37, the people who are involved know that everybody that they're going to see is in their space and that they can add value for. So I think that makes potentially for a better match between the startups and the the mentors and investors right off the bat. You know you're playing in the same space. The second thing that stands out to me are that 83% of them are still in business. Um, you know, the, the thought of a unicorn or a multi-million dollar exit is great. And that's, um, you know, that's high profile. And that does add a lot of value both to the city, to the obviously to the founders. It makes headlines. But a lot of times, and we've talked about this before, Richmond being a city of practicality, um, creating creating accelerators that generate businesses that are sustainable and that continue to, to work and continue to provide a living for their founders, potentially provide employees, you know, help provide maybe some visibility and headlines here and there, but ultimately are in it for the long haul and have a greater chance of success. Maybe not to the degree of a unicorn, but there seems to be some staying power to Mach 37. Again, 83% um, seems pretty good. I don't know what the exact timeline is on that or you know how far back they're measuring, but you know that that's a good metric to have on, you, on your homepage. Especially for startups, right? Three successful exits, which is essentially a... a- Incredible success rate, right? Um, yeah, and they seem to raise. I mean, the the Lighthouse Labs we mentioned it. It's kind of you you come in, you get your twenty k. It it seems like there's a little more variation with Mach thirty seven. You see, one million dollars is the average seed round raised. You know, Lighthouse Labs probably has data relative to that. That's you know investment outside of their their t- initial twenty k that could probably compete with that. But needless to say, it's still nothing to to you know to uh, to ignore. Yeah, and and I mean, um, I'm I'm looking at their website right now, and it's really cool, right? So they have this pre-accelerator, they have the accelerator, and then they have the growth accelerator. So essentially, they're they're hitting all stages, which which is incredible. Yeah, you know, there's a third tertiary um, benefit too, is that you know the folks who are running this or organizing it and putting it or curating it, I should say, um, they have a list of perks that they you know provide perks and resources that they provide to their members. And when you know that your members are all in the same space, it helps you dial in and target exactly what those folks need. So rather than just creating a you know a, a smorgasbord, if you will, of benefits or resources that you know maybe apply to to many but not all of your startups, um, here they know, hey, almost everything we do is targeted towards cyber. So let's get benefits and resources that are specific to that space. 
And that way, our members can also take more advantage of the accelerator um, beyond just the investment in the mentoring. Yeah, agreed. And and I think coming back to, to Lighthouse versus Mock, I think we need a space for both. Sure, sure. Right? We need... We need a space that that is open to all sorts of ideas. Then we need that specialized space, and I think they they both work well. I, I think the the other thing coming back to Lighthouse is it gives it gives people with ideas, right, like early stage startups, um, a forum to participate in, right. Whereas Mock is is a little later. You have to be a cyber specialist, I'm I'm guessing, to actually get into a program like theirs. Um, Lighthouse is simply a business innovation or, or a business concept. So I think they help you accelerate a business concept without that specialty. So it makes sense that, that mock might have a, a better success track record because to get into cyber, you have to be knowledgeable. You can't just jump in and say, Hey, listen, I'm going to do cybersecurity tomorrow. Right. Um, and so there's a degree of expertise that, that, that allows you to jump in there. I see they're, they're affiliated with a lot of uh, government agencies, which, um, or, or they have connections into government agencies, which is always beneficial. Um, so, so I think I, I love the program. Now, Alex, um, you've been part of Lighthouse, I, right? I, I, one of the companies I started is actually going through Lighthouse right now, um, led by Jen Finn. It's called Project Mongoose. It, it's been an incredible experience for her. Um, I've been tangentially involved, but there's going to be some, some rebranding announcements coming up. There, there's been some fundraising as part of that. There's, there's been some educational experiences in terms of sales. And growth. Some of the people that, that work at the company, some some of the younger the the younger people that work at the company have had an opportunity to get education, which which has been incredible. So that that's always good. I, I think the fact that the company is affiliated with with Lighthouse now gives it a little more credibility. So all in all, great experience. Yeah, you you mentioned Project Mongoose. Um, maybe that's an opportunity to to feature that company in an upcoming episode. Um, I'd love to dive into some of the uh, the IoT uh, space. Yeah, so so I think there's there's really three aspects to the business. The first one is um, IoT control at multifamilies. Um, the the second one is concierge or customer service support using OpenAI. And, and so what what the company is, is 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 really focused on is is making sure that they power these systems in a very simple way that allows residents to have a better experience within the property itself. But the primary focus is really making the, the management of the actual property easier. So making life easier for the property managers and allowing them to do their job better. And, and the end result is, is residents having a better experience, right? So how do I communicate with my property manager? How do I save money? How do I increase my, my, my net operating income? So I think those are the, the, the key indicators that the company is actually tackling. Um, the flip side the fact that they're focused on that allows the residents to have a, a better living experience. That's a good lead in, Alex, but let's not spill all the tea on Project Mongoose just today. Let's save it for next yep. time. We're coming down to the final five here. Um, Alex, uh, what's on your mind this week? What are you seeing out in the space? Give me a quick snapshot of uh, of your view of Richmond, even though you're not in the city today. Oh, man. I think it's exciting. I think there's a lot of companies that are that – are, I think COVID essentially like – quieted the city down and I think it took a good 12 months to come out of it but people are going to events I see a lot more companies popping up I see some growth happening um, I see some more confidence in the city as it relates to technology obviously I'm in the tech space so so I like that we're talking a lot about AI um, that, that's always a, a huge benefit for me 
I think we're also talking a lot about uh, new iterations of mobile applications, which obviously is exciting for me. We're talking about partnering, Shaco partnering with RVA Tech and bringing a food truck to South by Southwest, an experienced food truck, which which is always exciting. So what about you? Um, well, you hit on something. You stole my thunder a little bit right in the middle there. Um, one of the things that popped up on my radar this week is, that is has been there for a while, I just I think I, uh, I've acknowledged it for the first time, is that the nomenclature around data science is changing from data and data science to AI. The first word that people are starting to use now is AI. It's no longer just data. And I feel like that's an evolution of that verbiage. Um, you know, we're even considering changing uh, you know, brands and, and places where we say data. Data feels a little bit yesterday and AI feels a little bit tomorrow. And it feels like the the next it feels like the practical application of the data. You know, we've been collecting it's great and processing it's great, but we all know you can collect all the data you want and then you can make it tell whatever story you want. But AI is a practical application and implementation of data um, that is really starting to see, you know, a ton of uses, which is another, you know, eight podcasts of, of its own. But I think just that branding of data to AI is really kind of um, caught me off guard this week and I'm excited about it and makes the future sound uh, even more exciting. Yeah, I think um, on that note, the last thing I'll say is what I like that OpenAI did is open up this practice, right? This data practice to the masses. And people are now more aware of its its true power and benefit. It's been around for years, right? Since the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. But OpenAI essentially branded this application, which is incredible. Well, Alex, I think we ended the final five on a, on a powerful note there. We've got future topics to talk about. We've got Project Mongoose. We've got additional AI. Next time we can do a little wrap up of Product Fest, see how you did on stage, see how the Brandify products worked, which is a joke. To be clear, I will not be trying out any Brandify products, at least not on stage. I'll do that in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> uh, but Alex, look forward to our next talk because we got a lot to cover and things are rolling here in Richmond, Virginia. Likewise, Nick. Thank you. 